Hello, and welcome back to A Bite Out of Bethel, where food is not just a way of gaining nourishment, but a way of sharing culture, memories, and love. Today's guest is Joseph Okitkun, a data analyst in Bethel. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Thank you. If I can ask, what is your ethnicity? Uh, Yupik. And please describe to me your family and the place you grew up. Yeah, um, my mom is Frida Okitkin. I was raised by my grandparents, uh, Jack and Ignis Okitkin, out in Kotlik. Have you and your family always lived in Kotlik, or is your mom from, or your dad from a different place? Um, my grandparents, um, my grandma, she came from St. Michael, and then my grandpa was from Bustilic, um, which is around Kotlik. Um, I grew up there. I did um, schooling in Mount Edgecombe High School, uh, graduated there. And then returned to Kotlik for, um, I was working for a health aid, or before that as a VPO and then a VPSO and then health aid. So in terms of like food between Bethel and food between Kotlik, is it mainly the same things like a lot of moose, a lot of caribou? Is it? Yeah, so the culture is the same. The terrain is very much the same. Um uh, being a coastal community, in addition to like fish and moose, um, they do uh, coastal like whale and seal, which I love. <laughs> I'm always so sad that we don't have more whale here. Yeah. How hard it is to get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what is your dish that you'll be talking about today? Uh, today um, is uh, pum- I think it's called pumpkin soup. Um, the recipe might say something else, but um, pumpkin or squash soup. And who taught you how to get this recipe, or where did you get the inspiration from? So I think it was from my aunt. She um, she had, she's a part of a group that did um, travel internationally. One of the places that she went, I think, was um, it was either Germany or Ireland, where they went into the pub, um, and then she, uh, she saw on the menu pumpkin soup and decided to try it. Um, she loved it so much. Once she returned stateside, um, she found the recipe. Um, and she posted pictures, I think, online through Facebook. Um, and it interested me. So I hopped onto Pinterest and found a few recipes. Um, tried one out. and um, Or I tried a bunch out and then found the one. I think it's the, the one that I gave you, the link. That's the one that I'm using or that we'll be talking about today. Growing up, did you have any hand in cooking, or who primarily cooked the food in your family? Um, I grew up with, uh, again, with my grandparents. My grandma did the bulk of the cooking. Um, my grandpa would uh, do some of the cooking. I think um, it started. My grandma started teaching me when I was pretty young, and um, one of the first things she taught me to make was French toast. Um, pretty simple, um, and that was kind of my thing growing up, especially on the weekends where. Um, They'd, as they were having their coffee, I'd be making breakfast. and um, It was always French toast for me in the beginning. <laughs> just because it was a simple, you just make the, um, the egg and milk mixture, and then you dump your, uh, or dunk your bread in, and then toast them over the stove. Um, I think as I got older, I kind of expanded to um, like the ready-make pancakes. Um, I don't think I made anything from scratch when I was pretty young. Uh, but breakfast was a big one for me. Um, I think that's where my grandma preferred I start out. So, eventually, she um she taught me to make other things like soup and 
roasts and bird. So. It sounds like you two had a really good connection. Yeah. I can ask, what's your favorite memory of her and like teaching you recipes? One of my favorite, uh, the favorites that she would make is um. So it's a uh, seal liver. It's raw seal liver. Um, usually you get it from a a bearded seal, fresh. Um, you chop it up until it turns in, or it looks like pudding. Um, and then you add seal oil, salt, and eat it kind of raw, straight from the dish. Is that uh, savory? It's, um, gosh, I haven't had it in such a long time. It's, it's um, so any type of seal meat, it, it has a very strong metallic taste. Um, the meat is very dark, and the blood is very dark, too. So the, the taste from the seal liver is, um, it has a strong irony taste. And then you, you get hints from the, the seal oil, too. It's not very um, savory as much as it is, um, like, rich in blood. <laughs> I don't know if that's um, uh, the right descriptors or not. Yeah. What foods did you used to eat as a kid? Um, we did a lot of fish. Um, a lot of dried meats, like um, dried ptarmigan, dried seal, dried moose, dried whale. Being on the coast, we did a lot of um, like seal, whale. Uh, moose and fish were definitely um, a larger part of our, our diet. And then we also mixed in um, like store-bought foods, um, like beef. Spaghetti. <laughs> Spaghetti was a big thing everywhere, like um, just because it was simple, cheap, and it... Um, the ingredients were cheap, so you can buy a lot and feed a lot of people. So, um, soup was another big one we did. My grandma did, or my both my grandparents loved um, making soup. Kind of the same, the same idea. It was with the ingredients that you get, you can make a lot um, and feed a lot of people. Um, Do you have a larger family. Um, my grandparents did, so I have. They had um, like nine or ten kids um with me it's just me and my brother so a lot smaller um but we we'd have a lot of cousins and um my grandparents house would be kind of like when my aunts and uncles were working after school my cousins would uh, stop by the house so um we'd always have a lot of kids over so so yes yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) a lot of people to feed so soup and spaghetti were ideal and we had a lot of that (laughs) And now, who prepares most of the food in your household? Um, it kind of depends. Um, my partner, um, he has classes in the evening, so typically I'm cooking dinners throughout the work week, and then we kind of alternate weekends. It's just um, whoever's free does whatever. <laughs> How does what you eat now compare to the foods you ate as a kid? So, um, in the village, there's um, definitely, like, the variety of spices is very limited um, compared to here. So, like, salt and pepper were kind of the big the big thing. Salt, pepper, garlic powder, onion powder. Those were kind of the, the core spices that they um, my grandparents would use um, here in Bethel. Um, and with online shopping, um, I mean, you're... Your spices are kind of unlimited, or your access to spices is pretty much unlimited. So, here um, in Bethel, I'm able to um, just pretty much whatever. 
And now with you coming in talking about this soup, I'm assuming that you can cook more than just French toast and <laughs> ready to make pancakes. Yeah. So what have been some things that you've been making recently aside from this? <clears throat> um, we try to do seasonal um, pumpkin soup with, I think it was about a week ago that I made it. And I just happened to be um, moseying through the store and they, they had a, um, a bunch of pumpkins out. And they had the, the pumpkins that are needed for the soup. I think they're called sugar pumpkins. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we made um, creme brulee. That was pretty good. Um, other dishes, I think. There's kind of a unique dish. It's very, very sugary, very rich. <laughs> um, pavlova, it's, it's using mostly egg whites um, to make the... It's I think it's egg whites and sugar. And then vanilla... And then I think um, a stabilizer, um, cream of tartar, I think it's called. Um, and then you bake it. So it's very airy, very light, um, but has a lot, of, quite a bit of sugar. Um, you bake it on a low temperature for quite a, quite a while. I think it was like two hours. And then you turn it off. You turn your oven off, but you leave the door closed. And because it's so light and airy, you don't want it to drop when it cools quickly. So you leave it in the oven to cool down gradually, and that takes a couple of hours. Um, once it's finally cooled down enough, you take it out and then top it off with usually whipped cream and um, fresh fruit. Now, did your love of like cooking and baking come from being in a place that has more food? Like, Did you start this journey once you got to Bethel, or have you always just loved cooking yeah so um cooking it was it was more like a chore i think when i was living out in the village um when i worked in the village um the jobs i had required me to be on call but so like as a v uh, vpo vpso and then a health aide um i was i i tried not um the expectations for those jobs is if there's an emergency you kind of drop everything and you had to um respond within 15 minutes or so of the call. That was the expectation set. So um, I tried not committing to anything that would take too long and cooking was definitely a big one. Most of the cooking that I did was either in the crock pot or it was uh, like a pretty simple dish, either out of the box, out of the can or frozen that was reheated. And then um, when I wasn't on call, that's when we do things like um, bird roasts or um, moose roasts or like pan fried dishes. So, um, coming to Bethel after being in an on-call position, going from that to um, mostly an admin position. So my hours were more a lot more regular. I'd go to work at 8 and then I'd be done with work at 5. And it felt like I had so much time <laughs> because I didn't have to respond to anything. I wasn't on call. Uh, I think that that kind of sparked my interest a little bit more with um, with cooking rather than it feeling like a chore. It was more for um, like exploring, kind of expanding your um, either your talent or your taste buds. And definitely with like the access to all of the different spices. It was, um, I'm a curious person. So um, I love mosey shopping. I just um, like, I'd, I'd go to the store for one thing and come back with half a dozen <laughs> or more. Um, and kind of the reason for that is um, if, if I'm not in a rush, then I'll just take my time through the store, walk through each of the aisles, looking for, um, or just looking at all of the products. Um, my favorite aisle is that one in AC 
right next to the freezers where they have the like the Mexican and the Asian. The, the ethnic aisle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had my eye on those. Um, I think they're banana leaves or something. Yes. <clears throat> I've been wanting to make tamales. Oh um, but I just it intimidates me a little bit. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but it's on my list to try. I love the fact that you took it upon yourself to really start creating and experimenting with different foods and different flavors. I like the fact that you were like, okay, well, I have the time. I'm going to make it because I do firmly believe that food is not just nourishment. It's like so much more. Yeah. Especially with, um, I think, um, so I had COVID at the um, beginning of September and one of the things I lost was my sense of taste and I thought it's going to be temporary but my partner made a comment like but what if it's not what if it's permanent and I was the first thing that popped into my mind was man am I ever going to taste again <laughs> <laughs> and then after the uh, after the thought I was like if well if I can't taste anything I'm not even going to bother cooking I'm not even going to bother by like putting effort into making something that I can't taste <laughs> so I was thinking vitamins and water <laughs> I heard that's the time you should stock up on vegetables <laughs> um, I'm not a very picky eater I don't think there's very many things I don't like I hate olives I think that's one of my <laughs> one of the things I will not eat but I, um, I have a big thing for pickled stuff so um, pickles, sauerkraut, kimchi um, I love all of that pickled fish especially um, I think they come in jars at the store, like pickled herring. Um, I had a friend that lived in Barrow, and he sent me a jar of um, pickled muktuk. That was interesting. Not my favorite, but it was it was good, good-ish, I guess. <laughs> I, I hope you got your taste. Your yeah, like, I'm assuming you did. A hundred percent. I think that kind of um, brought out the appreciation for um, taste, like. Especially in a dish where you you're able to appreciate the um, like the eloquent balance of all the spices coming together to create that dish. If you could recommend another dish that you make, whether it be a dessert or cooking, <laughs> what would it be? Um, I'm a big um, dessert person. I love making things to bake. Um, well, baking in particular, um, New York style cheesecake, the one that you have to bake in uh, water that's always fun um, a couple of weeks ago I made creme brulee it sounds that, like you like a lot of desserts that have water baths <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, like a dinner I don't know I love mousse <laughs> um, ro slow roasting the neck um, it's really good when it's warm um, and then even tastes just as good as leftovers cold and how do you think that cooking has affected your relationship with your partner or with your family or those around you um i think i i started using um cooking as um like an outlet or a way of expression or um you know at the you go to work and it's pretty busy it can get pretty stressful after discovering just what you can do as long as you follow instruction like with the recipes i mean you're able to create anything you want so that kind of turned into my outlook uh, outlet for um kind of a way to wind down from work and it's always fun to 
explore different recipes. Typically what I'll do is um, I'll do a recipe as it's written a couple of times until I get used to it. And then after a while I'll kind of tweak it up a little bit to fit what I like. So it's kind of what I did with the, um, so the recipe that I sent you for pumpkin soup. I mean, you eat every day, um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, ideally. Um, why not make it fun? Why not make it taste amazing? And how do you think that food and community go together? So with um, the culture in the area, um, predominantly Yupik, um, they do a lot of like cultural or gatherings. Um, and food is often when they do those gatherings food is kind of a it's there it's kind of that it's like a catalyst that brings people together or that um kind of solidifies the gathering so. if you have any last comments that you want to make about your soup <clears throat> or anything else feel free definitely um explore explore a lot um have the curiosity and the courage to attack any any recipe and make it your own definitely make life a little bit more interesting thank you so much for being my guest today i'm so happy to meet you for the first time and yeah. also get to hear all of your wonderful gems of knowledge yeah thanks for the invite this was fun <laughs> this has been a bite out of bethel thanks for listening let's eat